Coming up today, what are the advantages to being an annual pass holder? We have a few other Disney news stories, as well as will Bob Chapek get fired because of the internet? That's next on Traveling with a Mouse. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 335 of Traveling with a Mouse. I am your host this week. My name is John. I am joined, as always, by my illustrious co-hosts. First, there's Adam. What's up, everybody? And then Jason. It's good to be back. It's been uh, two weeks, but uh, I'm happy to be back with both of y'all again. Anybody got any uh, Disney plans coming up? Eh, Nothing solid. I've heard one of us did. Mm. I'm not sure who it was. I may or may not be eyeing the white shores of Castaway Key in my near future. So Uh, just Castaway Key. Well, (laughs) I will be arriving there by ship. That shame ship will take me to Nassau. It's a shame ship. Yeah, shame ship. Okay, (laughs) it's a shame. I'm gonna be on a Disney cruise for New Year's Eve. So. There you go. Ah, so it's official though, or no? It's official. It's locked in. No refunds. It's locked in. No refunds. New Year, a New Year's Eve cruise that could be interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a three night three night cruise. A three night cruise. A three night cruise. Sorry. I too have been eyeing a cruise, but I'm trying to get on the wish next year. Still. Probably for a short cruise like you like yours is though. Probably for not very many days, but might do another land and sea thing since I'm an AP now. So. Oh, I'm planning on getting a couple of nights in before the cruise. Uh, I don't know what I'd get mm-hmm. done because it's the busiest week of the year. But maybe go see some of the fireworks or something. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'll just use Genie and it'll take yeah. care of me. You'll get to do everything. Right. That's what I heard. If you mm-hmm. use Genie. Everything that nobody else <laughs> wants to do. I was going to say, that's another thing we're going to bring up in this show. I can't. I know oh, it's hard to believe. There's not a whole lot of news, and I have a lot more opinions about Genie to share. I feel like we only talked for an hour last time. Let's do two this, right. hour, this time. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Let's just do a marathon on Genie Plus. So excited. <laughs> Everybody wants to hear more opinions on Genie. Right. <laughs> they haven't heard enough. At the top here, I kind of real quick wanted to just talk about, you know, we've mentioned in recent episodes here that I've, I have an AP once again. I let mine lapse like right before I got married, pretty much. Not long before. Because it was the year that I went to Disneyland. And then I went on the Disney cruise later, so I didn't go to Disney World in either of those instances. And so I just kind of let it lapse and never did pick it back up at that point. Um, even though I did go back to Disney World, just uh, usually about once a year and didn't think it was worth it for that. So so I've, I have decided to jump back in the AP world. For those of you that might be on the fence on it, you know, we could talk very briefly. What are some of the reasons why you decided to get an annual pass? Uh, Adam, why don't we start with you? You mean the dwindling reasons why it's uh, still a good value? You can use it that way. <laughs> sure. I mean, are you just locked in now is what it is so in your case? At, at this point, yeah. I, I, I have to say I renewed right before the new... What are they called again? Like Increda Pass and whatever the other. That's what they pass, call mine. Whatever pass, not so great pass. I don't know any of them, but the. Yeah. I don't know any of the other ones right now except for the Increda Pass because that's what I see every <laughs> that's time the I only log thing in. We're so. eligible for because we don't live in Florida. So yeah, correct or DVC right, or DVC. So 
but what drew me to it before was we frequently do weekend trips or long weekends, things like that. So multiple times a year, we'd go three or four times. It pays for itself in that. Right. And I like having it paid already so that you can just go to the parks and don't have to think about, well, at least you used to not have to think about anything else, but now you have to make reservations and all that. But yeah, And the discounts, uh, I do enjoy... You know, getting a little off of my signature dining and some of the, you know, merch discounts are are nice to have. So I like some of those are the two main kind of perks I I liked about it. And of course, the magnets. That's the number one reason. I I, I haven't received a magnet thus far. (gasps) You will. Right. I mean, you have to. You will. You'll get a magnet. I mean, you got to get the magnets, man. Magnets. Okay, so Jason, is there anything you'd like to add that's different than Adam said, or is there, as far as being a pass holder? Why I did it? Yeah. Well, I know, because you technically put yours on pause during the pandemic, I guess you could say. I did. You dropped it briefly. Briefly. But I was going so much that (laughs) I never should have. Yeah, I never should have dropped it. I mean, it's a good value for me because I like going and one of the bigger values used to be the room discounts. Now, I mean, they are starting to put some discounts out again, but they've sort of been non-discounts for a little bit. Yeah. You can almost pay for the annual pass right. as often as we do in the room discounts. That's true. Alone. That's true. Yeah, 35% on some. Mm-hmm. And that's assuming you would stay on property, right? I mean, for, you know, for someone who is well, looking so at Well, so here's the way. challenge so. uh, you face as an annual pass holder. If you don't stay on property or at least a good neighbor hotel, you can link to your reservation. If you're going to stay for a week, you can't book all your park reservations in advance. Right. If you're an annual pass holder and you book with a good neighbor hotel or you book on property, then you have a resort stay and you can book for your entire length of trip. So like what you just did going on a uh, Airbnb, if you were doing a long trip, you wouldn't be able to guarantee park reservations for your entire trip before leaving. Right. Right. I have noticed the discounts. They're pretty good if you were already wanting to say stay at a deluxe. If you didn't already want to stay at a deluxe, they're still okay, but not as, you know, like earth shattering, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you can get some good ones. The other is, of course, the merch discount. In park. Right. 20%. Uh, that for a while there in the pandemic, it was 30 for a little while. I remember that. Yeah, there were little pockets of time where they upped it. Yeah. Well, most of them are, t- there's a, well, there's a lot that are 20, I should say. Not all of them, but there's, there's several 20s. There's some that are still 10. Some of the dining. But there's a lot of 20s. Yeah. Still 20% off of, cause, because it's expensive. Discount <laughs> 20% off is actually decent. Yeah, discount on Joffrey's, yep, good point there. Some of the lesser known ones, maybe, that people don't think about, but there are certain recreation things you can get, like bike rentals are 15% off if you want it. Carriage ride at Port Orleans is 10%. The mini golf's 15%. Mm -hmm. If I'm not mistaken, the actual golf is a discount, too. When I say actual golf, I mean the non-mini golf, like real golf. Right. And I don't see it right now. I know there's a discount involved for, for some of that. Yeah. I was going to say, I know we got it for our Surrey bike rental back at mm-hmm. Old Key West. West. Yeah. And back in the day, you now I haven't done this since COVID, but we would always try to do the Food and Wine Festival 
free gift too that was like the best thing like the cutting boards or the oh yeah coasters or it was like some you special try to figure out how to tap into epcot one additional day so you can make sure you get it yeah because it was usually like a four-day thing during the festival and if we were doing a weekend we'd be like well we got to go to epcot all four days or whatever just so i can get that cutting board or whatever and it was. last i saw you could get potentially get a with any with all discounts available you could potentially get a 10-day park harper for roughly 700 or so for one person so you break even on just parks alone at what about day 13 maybe based on that or if you do two four day trips it's a break even deal i think yeah well the reason why i was breaking that down with the park days the only thing the only reason why you can't really do that is because 10 days would be in a row pretty much because it's it expires i don't have a non-expire anymore i'm saying yeah yeah if he still had a non-expire that would be factored in i think most people factor in based on a day ticket but you wouldn't normally be doing that you see what i'm saying right i mean i I think the 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 trade-off is is if you think about a normal family they're not going for 10 days i don't think i don't think i think Going for 10 days is a fairly rare occurrence. Like a week, maybe. That's probably most commonly used by the European travelers. Right. Yeah, that's right. what I was about to say. So, so let's say, yeah, you get Park Hopper four days. We're looking at $152 a day. That's $606. So you do two of those trips where you're on one of the higher priced four-day tickets is the same price as the annual pass. You do two five-day trips or a five and a three or a five and a two, it's break-even just on ticket prices alone. So there's a number of different scenarios, but let's just say you're in the black if you've taken three trips, even if they're small ones. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Most likely. And I would would have – we have to put in the caveat here that we're talking about out-of-state – if you live in Florida or within an hour drive or so of Disney, like go like every day if you want to. That that's like even a, if it's for a short time, right? That would be the benefit, obviously, of being close by. You could just go like, hey, I feel like having dinner at Epcot tonight. You know, just go down and do that. But for us, we can't just do that. We're not close enough, so we have to plan these little weekend trips or whatever. Not until excess teleportation is invented, <laughs> right? Sure. Or until we're just so uh, independently wealthy that we can just live there, right? Sure. Right. Or have Gold your own note. private jet. <laughs> All right. So I just wanted to touch on that for just a little bit. Let's move on and do a few news stories as fast as we possibly can. Okay. Perfect. Reopening dates have been announced for club level at Polynesian Village Resort, Yacht Club, and Beach Club. Ooh. That's the most some more recent ones. So... Club level's coming back. Uh, I've I've never really done club level at any of the resorts. Have you guys done club level at any of them? I did it at Polynesian, yeah. Oh, I had one booked, but I didn't get to do it because of COVID uh, at Grandestino. Oh, right. Uh, I remember that. But Adam, yours was an upgrade, right? It was. Like, I had paid for the Think Park View Polynesian, but, you know, I, I've told this story before, but they screwed it up, but they, they kept on the club level because they put us in the wrong room category but then they just left the club level on so yeah we used the crap out of the club level access <laughs> at polynesian and it was totally awesome i can see why people would like using it it's definitely quite a bit more than just paying rack rate or reg- you know, regular room without the club level 
but it's pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. It is pretty sweet. I would totally do it if I had the means to do so. (laughs) Just because it's nice to be able to just go in and grab whatever food or drink you want at the lounge. Or, you know, you also get more uh, service from the concierge that they'll be able to help you with different things. Sometimes this is one of those things is like, well, I could do it, but do I really need to do it? Right. <laughs> how much how much debt am I going to be in overall when this is all said? Right. Yeah. Um, obviously don't do that. <laughs> but if you right. can swing it, it is really nice. <laughs> we were like yeah. going to grab food and just take it back to our room from the lounge. It was just like yeah, they had different food and drinks out at different times of the day. We just grab so whatever and go back to the room. Trying to break even in food. Basically. Basically. Yeah. So they had already previously announced Wilderness Lodge in Coronado Springs doing December the 16th, but Yacht Club is going to be January 20th, Beach Club is going to be January 27th, and Polly is going to be February the 3rd when these things, services return. So something for people who do club level to look forward to. Okay, entertainment schedule release Mm -hmm. for Disney's Very Merriest After Hours hard ticket event. Yeah. So this is what we're going to have this year. They have something called Reindeer Wranglers in Frontierland. It's got four different times including the latest being 12:35 a.m for that one mickey and minnie's very merry memories at the castle forecourt stage the latest time there being 12:50. of course the once upon a christmas time parade which is the same name at least of the previous parade i guess it's going to be similar minnie's wonderful christmas time fireworks show which that was the one they were planning on last year and they never really got to do it did they because of covid i think or was it done? Or maybe it was done in 19. Maybe they didn't th- do it in 19. Yeah, I think, I, I think yeah. so. Because I feel like I saw it yeah. then. Yeah, that's right. Because they were testing it when I was there in yeah. October of 19 for my work trip. And then they have the Club Tinsel Dance Party in Tomorrowland from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. And if you're going during November, I think it, if, there's, if there's any dates available, annual pass holders do get a $10 discount. So there's another Ten perk. Bucks. Ten bucks off of two hundred. I mean, yeah. oh wait, no, it's not. Looking at the price, it's like one seventy nine in November. That's left. It says select dates in November have a ten dollar discount for annual pass holders. So whoop de doo, okay. forty bucks for a party of four <laughs> off of a seven hundred. I'm looking at for a party of four for November twelfth. $762.56 for four people for a four-hour event. I don't think it's something I'll be partaking in this year, to be honest with you. But right. Especially not in December. Don't do it in December yeah. unless yeah. you're Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror closed for the day for unscheduled maintenance at Hollywood Studios. I haven't seen an update on this yet as well. You know, it's been reported that there's been some scaffolding on the upper floors of the building's exterior, which could be connected to this, but it seems to be totally unplanned and no reason's been given at this time. It might, if it's, if it has been given by the time this episode's released, we'll just say that there's an update on it, but that was just a quick tidbit. How about Run Disney News? Oh, is that coming back? It is. Sure is. They have announced an Expedition Everest 5K, a Tower of Terror 10-miler, and other events in the springtime. Hmm. The Expedition 5K, uh, April the 1st, and it will uh, once again feature a nighttime 5K feature with a scavenger hunt. The Race for the Taste, which is April the 2nd, it'll be similar to the ones in the past, but it's going to 
celebrate the newest attraction of Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. And then the Tower of Terror 10-miler is still going to be run in the morning. It's, it's going to be run. It's just being in the morning instead of at night. For people that are interested in doing the Run Disney events, they are going to be happening this coming year. So that's good. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people have already signed up for it because of just people I follow on social media have already talked about it. So I think most people who are interested are already way on top of it. But in case you haven't heard, jump on it. There you go. Back in the day, I always liked it when they would release a park album. I mean, Adam, I think you bought those as well back when they used to do that sort of thing. Then they released it kind of like on iTunes at one point in time. Right. Now they just seem to re- to release the tracks as they are new, I guess. Yeah. That's kind of how most things are released these yeah. days. They just put it out on Spotify yeah. or something. Yeah. Most things are are that way. Uh, yeah. There is there is one that's been recent. They're going to do the Remy soundtrack November the 5th, I believe it is, which should be the day that this is being heard. But all, already available at this point in time, the Harmonious and the You Are the Magic single are available as of October the 29th for you to be able to get on streaming or what have you uh, and availability. So even though there were some, already some pretty good recordings that uh, fans did <laughs> nowadays that actually have pretty good quality to them. Yeah. There is an, apparently another guest fight documented aboard the ferry boat following the fireworks. This was back in July, but it's just now become... What is going on on the ferry boat? Is it like uh, an underground MMA ring yeah. like that we haven't heard about? It's like uh, come to the octagon at, on the ferry boat? Fight club on the ferry boat. Each yeah. round ends whenever it gets to the destination. Like, how does this work? Are they bringing in the, the UFC guy to, to do it? Yeah. Or if you ever see Brad Pitt uh, on the ferry boat, look out. So apparently, I guess... I guess the reason why the incident has not been in the news prior to this, not too much, Disney Security did interview the couple from Chicago and the couple from Tennessee separately, and neither of them, unless they basically said, if unless one of you wants to press charges, then we'll have to go through all this stuff, and you're, I'm going to have to end up taking you all to jail, <laughs> is pretty much how it was put. Tempers really just got hot and during a time period when, you know, like we said, it was July, they were all trying to get on the ferry boat. One woman was accused of, anyway, running the stroller into the other woman and being rather unapologetic about it. And, you know, just one thing led to another type deal. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like when all was said and done, it wasn't really that big of a deal, but tempers did flare in the moment. And so, you know. That's how it always starts. Then later yeah. there's running and screaming. <laughs> yeah. How I've never managed to... Uh, witness any of this stuff as many times as I've been. I don't think I've ever really witnessed anything like that. I don't know. Yeah, I've definitely witnessed a lot of couple fights, but not like physical fights. <laughs> it's usually just me and Adam. Yeah. Okay. Y'all, do y'all ever have to get Disney security involved with you guys? Uh, typically, yes. Adam's always like trying to climb the pyramid in Mexico and I have to tell him it's a bad idea and he starts <laughs> going up. One day I'm going to make it to the top. He he's always trying to tell me not to be like that crazy guy at Disneyland Paris that you yes. know did the LSD and jumped in the river. Right. You uh, always try to swim across the World Showcase Lagoon, but I tell you not to. Uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 a constant battle for us, um, but <laughs> we we survive. We don't do that. I guess La Cava and uh, Grand Fiesta Tour just don't mix. Yeah. I sure. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> Only to a degree. 
I usually go and I try I try to climb the castle so that I can play Tinkerbell and go down the zip line. And he keeps telling oh. me that's a poor choice. You got to get down to like one oh. thirty before you can do that. <laughs> I don't know. When you said climb the castle for a minute there, the image I had was uh, Stitch from the Stitch's uh, Great Escape. Whenever he did that in that t- attraction. <laughs> okay. Yeah. With the toilet paper, right? Anyway, toilet it's paper been so long you don't remember that. <laughs> no, I <laughs> tried to f- block that <laughs> out. Try to block memory, that out. But yeah. Uh, speaking of, when you talk about diving in the water, d- d- uh, there was something I don't have this story here, but about someone that dove in the water at Small World after their f- their dropped their phone. Oh. Did y'all remember oh, seeing Lord. that one? Yeah, I saw <laughs> it. <laughs> I did not see that, but that doesn't surprise me. Is that what uh, happened yeah, yeah. when it broke down for us? Was it on that day? That yeah, it was. It was your sunglasses, Adam. <laughs> yeah, actually, I did lose my sunglasses on Pirates one time. They, did you? Yeah, when I was getting once, out of the. And you once broke Slinky Dog. I did. So. <laughs> James James left his sunglasses on uh, Imagination once. That was a long time ago. Uh, I didn't. Le- I he never recovered them either. Yeah, I dropped my sunglasses as I was getting out of the boat at Pirates, and it fell in the water. That was. A, that I think was we a saw Figment wearing them. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Over the course of this last week, and as we were taking off, with the COVID cases on decline in Orange County, they decided to, what's the word, Relax. let the emergency executive order expire, I guess, for the indoor stuff. Uh, Disney hasn't changed anything thus far. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to be pretty slow to recall this sort of stuff nowadays, I would, I would hope, just because of the possibility of having to go right back and then you have to do th- everything over all over again. So I would hope they'd be pretty slow to uh, to recall such a thing. What would you think? You think they should probably take it slow to recall? I still think that I would like them to keep something indoors, but you know. Uh, so here, here's an interesting question. And Jason, you and I are both boosted. Do you mm-hmm. feel like you would be okay indoors without a mask, or do you still want to wear one just to be? Um, extra cautious anyway I'm getting there the the cases are down one of the main reasons I wear a mask in public still is it's the best way I have to protect myself from the people who are refusing to get vaccinated and refusing to wear a mask at the same time those are probably the most likely folks to get COVID in a high enough volume to possibly give me a breakthrough infection right right now, I'll compare that. I have started going back to work in the office. Mm-hmm. Our office requires you to show proof of vaccination to come into the office. Uh-huh. Uh, in the office, I do not wear a mask. Well, because I feel like if I can't, I mean, I feel like if I can't feel comfortable being around a bunch of vaccinated people without a mask, then I'm never going back to normal. Right. Well, we had we had something similar. We We had uploading proof as far as not... Have, not, not being required anyway to wear a mask. If you didn't upload the proof, you still were supposed to be wearing a mask. Of course, nobody ever, I mean, in a, in a financial institution, it was always open to some degree the whole time. Right, right, yeah. But anyway, the main thing I wanted to focus on that is Disney will probably be slow to try to do that. I think they'll get there at some point, but I think they'll be slow to. I think they're probably going to wait to see how much more under control this gets before they do that step. Well, they'll be slow, but they won't be slow in the sense that they're going to decide one day and announce it at like 7.30 at night and not tell any cast members that starting right. tomorrow, the whole policy changes. Just right. like they've done every other time <laughs> where cast members leave under one set of rules and Come find back, out yeah. 
like an hour before their next shift that all the rules have changed. Yeah. And then guests ask them and they're like, I don't know. I just found out five minutes ago. Yeah. As per usual in a lot of business nowadays, somebody who is not having to enforce or do with the things is deciding right um, yeah what to, what they're going to do without factoring it in whatsoever without even asking or even getting an and then you wonder why the frontline workers are are leaving in droves yeah. yeah as i mentioned or teased a little bit in the show the fire bob chapik petition who is bob chapik i don't know dr evil is who i know yeah hank at the time i initially bookmarked this story it was just 24 hours after the mm-hmm. you know initial petition on change.org but uh, it had amassed 30,000 signatures. And just a little bit before the show, Jason, you said 60-something? I think it was up to 65,000 signatures. 65,000. And that's, um, so it's doubled in, what, a week, we'll say? Close to yeah, it. Yeah, it's not going to do anything, though. No. no, no, it's not. But like I said, if he ever were to get fired, there'd be a lot of people that thought they had something to do with it, just like they always I would love those, to get some sort of study on if anything... Any petition on change.org <laughs> has actually ever changed anything. <laughs> no. It's always, um, you know, a like petition I said. on change.org has <laughs> 3 million signatures Look, and nothing happens. Like, I don't think anybody's ever, I don't think that petition site has ever enacted any actual change of any kind. <laughs> what I thought was kind of funny is just to give Splash Mountain as an example. Like, so there's petitions for both sides, right? There are petitions to change it and then there are petitions to keep it the same. Right. So the people Someone's who there a pro announce, Bob Chapek petition because right. that's the people I don't want to be friends with. Right. Somebody will win, <laughs> right? Case. Right. Somebody's going to be on the winning side eventually. <laughs> right. But the thing is, like, whenever they just whenever they announced they were going to make the change, like the people who had the I don't know, let's just say thirty thousand signature, change it, were, were claiming victory, versus like the sixty thousand signature pro, like force keeping it the same. All of a sudden, they're you know they were the loser somehow. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, 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 I can't believe that people think that they make a difference. It, it's empowering apparently to somebody to, to, to think that they made that kind of a difference yeah. with it. But anyway, gives people something to do, make them feel better. I, I don't know. I guess I get, I get like, for whatever reason, emails about certain petitions all the time. I got to search through and see if any of our names are on there. Is that anybody want to admit to that? Or? I, <laughs> I do not sign. I have not signed it. No, I have not done it. Really? I will only sign the Josh Tomorrow is a Beautiful Man petition. That's it. (laughs) Yes. If there's a petition for that, sign me up. I mean, uh, I don't know. There's very few times a petition does much, especially in this day and age. That's all I'm saying. So I think all it, it really, what it does say is that it does at least prove that there's a number, a significant number of people that do blame Bob Chapik for the current environment and for good reason. Um, So it does reflect poorly on him, but is it, the thing is what's got to reflect poorly on him in order to get him fired is are they going to start losing money or they're going to start losing something? They're going to have to start losing something. The way this has gone, it looks like they're only going to gain yet again, but we'll see. If anything, he's at least aware of the fact that 60 something thousand people don't like him. But does he care? Probably not. He'll wipe his tears with hundred dollar bills. You know, All right, so I haven't seen anything on parking trams at Disney World, but yet they've announced parking trams at Disneyland to return in early 2022. 
Why is it still not coming until 2022? The only thing I can think of is staffing. Yeah, staffing is probably the, the only, issue. That's the only thing I can think of is staffing. It was because that was one of the jobs that was listed not too long ago. Somebody lost so. the keys. That's probably what it was. No, they gave all the speaking, keys away for Disneyland and the uh, their key program. The magic keys. Beep, beep. Who lost the keys to the Jeep? Speaking of Disneyland, they are raising or have raised uh, both their park ticket yeah. and parking prices. Of course they did. And so their daily tickets went up between 3 to 8%, depending on the date. And uh, there's now six tiers instead of five. So the tiers go as follows for the single-day tickets. And they're all running down my face. No, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tier, <Yes. laughs> tier two, $119. Tier three one hundred and thirty four, tier four one hundred and forty nine, tier five one hundred and fifty nine, and tier six one hundred and sixty four dollars for one day at Disneyland. Mm. Wow! Although they did have a previously higher price tier of one hundred and fifty four, which I don't know what day is that tier, but that was a tier five at that point too. So I don't know mm. what that would be. It's, it does say here prior to February twenty twenty, there were only three tiers between one hundred and four and one hundred forty nine dollars at that time. Yeah. So basically, a single day park hopper ticket now starts at 164 and goes to the sixth tier. This is single day park park hopper. Now, if you wanted to park hop between the two parks for one day, two hundred and twenty four dollars to to park hop between the two parks for one day. Oof. And uh, standard parking is up by twenty percent from twenty five dollars to thirty. So, is it really all that surprising that they've increased them? Though? No, it's I mean, not surprising, given that post-pandemic era i was trying to think at disneyland the trams definitely should come back because if you're at mickey and friends or the toy story parking or pixar pals whatever it's called Mm -hmm. that's a long walk from there to the front of the park i think disney world like aside from magic kingdom the parking lots aren't that far away i would say well depending on how far back you are but if you park early enough in the day you're going to be you know, five-minute walk from all the parks, aside from Magic Kingdom, right? I mean, am I wrong on that? I mean, it's much further at Disneyland, so it should come back at Disneyland. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah, getting at. Yeah, I guess I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. It's more urgent there. It's more urgent, but I, I feel like that just proves that it is coming down to staffing. Most likely, It's got yeah. to be what it is. Especially it's Disney got to be World, coming down yeah. To staffing. Like, that, that's kind of the last it's the of same. Their- Right it's the now. same reason the dining plan's not coming back, because I've seen some people talk about when was the dining plan coming back. Well, because they, they have to have all the restaurants open, for one, and they have to have them all you know, properly staffed to be able to be able to fulfill if the dining plan. let people use the trams, they wouldn't be so upset, and they wouldn't fight on the ferry boat. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> right. So to go along with that, I'm just real quickly in Disneyland. They've also the highest tier Magic Key is now sold out as well. Womp womp. Yep. So that apparently didn't stop people from buying them. <laughs> yeah. So it's still. Yep. And that was the one that included parking. Yep. And the day that they announced it was sold out is the day that they announced they are charging additional for parking at the parking mm-hmm. lots and additional for parking at the resorts. So, ha, 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 you missed your chance. Pay Bob Chapek more money. <laughs> and one more Disneyland point. Main Street Electrical Parade is returning, which that will be cool. It's been a long time. Mm, that's so. what they're using the trams for. They're repurposing them into parade floats. <laughs> At Disney World? 
Yeah, no, yeah, they're going to attach a bunch of lights to them and, and just drive them down the street. Call it the electrical parade. That's what it's going to be. All right, That's what it's going to be. Makes sense to me. All right, so getting let's let's get back to Jeannie because we know we we'll, we want to talk about Jeannie. It's been what two weeks now? Yes, it has been. Yeah, I have some thoughts here, so I'm ready. Okay, I want to start into this real quickly by saying that it was what about a week ago or so we saw that Disney had it was announced anyway or discovered that they were saving Rise of the Resistance lightning link slots for non-resort guests at, to start with. And then they decided they were no longer going to do that and just let it be, you know, first come, first serve. If you're a Disney Resort guest, you get it. If they sell out before the non-resort guests get an opportunity, so be it. And the first day they did this, it sold out at 9. However, Lightning Lane, as time had gone on, seemed to be a little more available when you looked at it. I have not looked at it this week, per se. And it also seemed as though there were, if you were to look throughout the day, you could sometimes get a good time. As a matter of fact, there was one day, Adam, when I was talking to you, I was like, I think I may have discovered a drop, and it turned out it wasn't true. But still, I just happened to be looking, and it was 12.01, and I could get a lightning lane for a rise resistance for like 15 minutes from then, (laughs) from there, from that time. And it was available for a lot, you know, and earlier it was showing sold out. So it's proof that there are such things as either... They either add more based on how the ride's working that day or something. Something that they see. Something in an algorithm, I'm sure, that they see. They decide to release more lightning lanes throughout the day. So we do know that's a thing at this point. Mm-hmm. Right. Because so. they don't let people cancel them. So Right. So they can't possibly be that. They have to be adding more. That's true. People can't cancel them. They can get refunded somehow, but it has to be situational. Yeah, it's situational. I wonder if for rides yeah. it's a thing of, oh, the, the ride is up longer today than it historically is so let's add more right lightning lane availability i wonder if they look at how many people they've managed to pass through it by a certain hour yeah maybe something like that or okay the uptime is is better today than it, so let's release more i don't know but this is gonna have to be retooled or they're gonna they're, they're gonna change it from what it currently is i don't see how they can keep it the way it currently is for starters there's only a very there's not even a handful of attractions that are selling out on a regular basis right so yeah they're gonna have to repackage this they want it to sell out right at the end of the day i don't know if they're gonna repackage it i've talked to people that are going that don't go very often they're gonna pay for it uh, if people are gonna yeah. pay for it they aren't gonna get rid of it right well I hear that, but at the same time, it seems like the rate at which people were buying it in the next week compared to that first week seemed to drop off. I mean, this am I is wrong a revenue stream. They're not going to get rid of the revenue. Why would they? No. I'm not saying they would get rid of it, but I mean, I think they're going to tweak it. Oh, they'll tweak it, and it's not going to be good whatever they do to tweak it. I mean, let's just be clear. When we re- talked about this for a long time two weeks ago, and I felt like we were pretty negative about it. And I think I said something to the effect of, what is the guest benefit of this system? And someone said, I forget which one of you said, you get to skip the lines. Yeah. But that was already there. There is, this, this is not at all about guest benefit. No. This is revenue generation. And this is about distributing people around the park and keeping them away from the attractions they actually paid to come ride. Right. Yeah. As as we have seen with the free version of Genie uh, and yes, how it right. guides you. or I not. wanted to talk a little bit about the free version. Yeah. Go ahead. Not to redo 
a story from elsewhere, but I just wanted to bring up that there have been quite a few folks that have tested the new Genie, the free version of Genie, where they will go and do whatever the Genie tells them. And it is... Laughable. (laughs) Not surprising, but it is surprising. I want to tell you a little bit about the day of someone on touring plans who went into Hollywood Studios and told the genie, I would like to do all the Star Wars things, right? Yeah. They arrive at Rope, and genie tells them at 9, 10 a.m. that their first stop is Walt Disney Presents. (laughs) It's like, what? Because that's the classic Star Wars attraction right there. (sighs) They might have like a model of... The, they used to have like a model of Galaxy's Edge in there or something. <laughs> That's Star right, Wars. But <laughs> your first stop is to rope drop Walt Disney Presents. Yeah, nobody will be in this there. This is the worst idea ever. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, after they get out of Walt Disney Presents, it says, you know what? It's about t- ten ten. You need to go get in line for Toy Story Mania. Thirty-seven minute wait. Uh, wow. Okay. Okay. They wait for thirty-seven minutes at Toy Story Mania. Says, you know what? You really like to pick all this Star Wars stuff. Go eat lunch at Ronto Roasters. <laughs> right. Okay. Get a little taste of Star First Wars. First Star Wars thing on it. Yeah. Halfway through the morning. At twelve twenty, they said you need to get up from lunch. Yeah. And go get in line for Rise of the Resistance. It was a ninety-three minute wait. <laughs> Great idea. Yep. They get off of Rise of the Resistance, and it says your next stop is Droid Depot, and you need to go build a droid. You need to go spend some money. Yes. Go buy a droid. So. They were given an upsell opportunity on step five. I think they swapped that out. They did a swaparoo or whatever they're calling it. And what was suggested when they said, I don't want to buy a droid. All right. Bob Chapik says, I don't like you. Yeah. You're going to ride alien <laughs> swirling saucers with a 30 minute wait now. <laughs> After that, they said, you know what? You've done alien swirling saucers. Now, now that you've rope dropped and, and wasted your rope drop, why don't you spend 60 minutes waiting in line for Smuggler's Run? Go do that at 350. Yeah. Then they left, but the remaining day that was laid out that they didn't do, because this is another thing everybody is pointing out. You can't tell it, I'm only going to be there for eight hours. It assumes you're going right. to show up and be there all day. Right. Right. At, at the end of that, this person left, but it said, you know what? At 530, you need to go to Docking Bay 7 and have dinner. And then after that, get on Muppet Vision, do Star Tours, and Tower of Terror. That was a sad one. The now, Star what Wars was even, day. Yeah, the Star Wars person. Yeah. What was even funnier was Lynn Testa's experience. He walks into Hollywood Studios. He doesn't tell Jeannie anything. He's like, I just want to come and spend a day here. And it said at 9.30 in the morning, go ride Toy Story Mania. Opening attraction. But... He got there at 8.30. Jeannie didn't tell him to do anything for an hour. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just walk around, enjoy the scenery. Just hang out, go buy some stuff. Just watch everybody Waste your else go drop. to the best rides. Yeah. yeah. At 10.40, you've done one ride, go buy a droid at the Droid Depot. Yeah. <laughs> I remember him talking about that. I've noticed the Droid Depot is getting suggested no matter what you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always people he, he, he said He said, I don't want a droid, so it gave him a new recommendation. Go watch Walt Disney Presents. I mean, come on. Right. Like, I've been... And so, it keeps going. It doesn't have him do anything good. At one point, it asked him to go uh, to vacation fun. 
I think he ended up being in the park for like 12 and a half hours and did like a, only a few rides. He didn't do everything. Whereas someone who used touring plans and didn't pay for anything, got everything they wanted, was in and out in a reasonable amount of time. The person who paid for Genie Plus got everything they wanted. Yeah. But like... The genie is atrocious. I've seen the people that have done it at Magic Kingdom well, keep getting recommended the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse yeah. at like nine o'clock, like rope drop the treehouse. <laughs> I mean, it is dumb. I heard someone say that I agree with after going out of all this is I said I was worried that there are going to be people who have no idea what they're doing that are going to download this app thinking it's going to help them. Yeah. And they are going to have a terrible, terrible time at Disney World. And they are never going to go back. And the thing that I think leaves the rest of us with a bad taste in our mouth is Disney has always been expensive. And Disney has always made us pay premiums. And we have choked a lot of it down a lot of times with complaining, but eventually we get used to that. But I don't know if they've ever been this blatant with like just a naked money grab. Like they're not even trying to sugarcoat it or hide it. It's straight up. You want to, you don't want to pay for Genie Plus? All right, your $120 ticket bought you Swiss Family Robinson's Treehouse and you're buying an upsell droid. Right. Have a nice day. Thank you, Bob Chapek. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was going to point out that the touring plans is technically not free because to get access to all the ride times you have to have a subscription. So for $15 for a year <laughs> yeah. for your no, entire not not per person per day. <laughs> I, I I didn't say it wasn't a better deal. I just know it's technically not free. Yeah. I was just not saying. Per person but per day. it's Definitely, it's definitely worth it. Not a sponsor. And then there was all these things that were promised about it. That it was like it was supposed to know when you've ridden the ride and take it off. It doesn't. Yeah, that hasn't it just that hasn't keeps, happened. It so just far. keeps suggesting people to keep keep going to the treehouse. Yeah, you like the treehouse so much, go to the treehouse again. <laughs> yeah, I will say <laughs> all day. I will day. say this. I will say this. I think some of this is going to be part of the learning curve on that, and they probably will improve this part of it to some degree. The part about them still wanting you to go where they want you to go, that's still going to be in place there. But they're going to be, it's going to be less obvious as time goes on, I think. It'll be obvious to us, but. Yeah. I was watching, I was listening to the Diz, and Craig did it at Magic Kingdom. And I think it had him like second ride of the day, day go to the carousel. I mean, it, I don't know. It's just a naked money grab to say, hey, guess what? We're just. We're going to put you where we want you, and we want you not on any of the good stuff. Right. If you're not paying. Right. Where did they really benefit, though, on the free version to send them to any of that stuff? I think the free version is... Except for the upcharge thing. Right. Like the droids. Well, I, right. I think the free version is for the novice or to annoy you so much that you just buy the lightning lane you know the genie plus possible so you're just like this is annoying or an individual well here's the thing that makes me sad as you say where is the benefit in them what about offering a premium park experience that make people say wow that was an amazing time and i'm going to come back again every year until i die and my kids are going to love it so much that when they get older they're going to come every year till they die versus Showing up and saying, oh my gosh, why didn't we go to insert European vacation here five times rather than coming here once? I'm never coming back. And sure, they milked them dry for one trip, 
but those folks are not coming back. Yeah. And also, you know, Lynn mentioned how with FastPass Plus, they still, in a, in a not as obvious way, they still had people distributed mm-hmm. more evenly, we'll say, out right. through the park with FastPass Plus. As he put it, it was shown in that the, I think it was the less popular times uh, rides went up, whereas the more popular went down, or was it the other I way around? Think, yeah, yeah, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... You know, it kind of started evening it out. And one thing I noticed with FastPass Plus is it, even times of the year whenever it was supposed to be slow, the wait times didn't reflect necessarily the slowness. Twofold there, it was because of FastPass Plus, but also because they don't really announce at to what level they're running capacity on rides, and they actually cut it at any point in time that they feel like they need to on the rides that they can do that anyway. So that also factored into it. And right now with what we're seeing here is you're starting to get back to seeing rides that used to be have five minute waits or having five minute waits again. Whereas in the fast pass plus era, it might've been longer, you know, and some people are paying for the lightning lane enough that it's going to be a success. Like we said before, it's still going to be a hit. I think over time it's probably going to wane a little bit, but when you're there, you got to think about it when you're there and you're looking at the line, they're going to be more willing to just buy the individual one if it's available. I mean, even, even we'll be tempted for that. I was, you know we will. Oh, we're going to be tempted, and I'm going to be mad about it. Yeah. And yeah. what I, I was I was saying tonight, I remember when I went on the cruise the first time, and I looked at it, I was like, man, these cruises, compared to what I pay when I go to Disney World, are way more expensive. expensive. Because, right. Yeah, these cruises are so expensive. And now I'm looking at the cruise I'm going on, and it ain't cheap. <laughs> but I'm like, well, this is way cheaper than going to Disney World. <laughs> because I have an annual pass. All I have to do is pay for a, a, a hotel room. But then once I get there, I mean, every day we're talking about an additional, an additional probably hundred bucks plus on, on ride fees that I got to do. It's just upcharge city. And yeah, I really have a lot of things I love about Disney and I'm not going to stop going. So I'm not going to, put the squeeze on them. So they're going to still keep being Disney and they're going to put the squeeze on us until we, till we bend or break, but I'm not happy. Um, right. And I'm not going to be happy when I'm there. And if it's putting to a point where people who are like massive fans are getting this upset, how are you going to make new massive fans? Like that's what Disney has thrived on for so long right. is making people lifelong fans that are willing to put up with basically anything. And that means you got to give them a good first experience, right? It's sort of mm-hmm. like the casino kind of wants you to win the first time you show up. Right. So you keep right. coming you back. Well, see, here's the thing. Here's how this mentality almost always goes, right? Whenever Disney does something that the fans don't like, they complain about it, still go, still... I mean, the only way we're ever going to... um make anything change is affect their bottom line, right? There's never going to be enough people to agree to that, <laughs> unfortunately. But and even the thing, then, the sad answer is, then we just don't have Disney World like we ever right, want anymore. They're right, not the going answer. to change it back and invest in Disney and turn it into what Walt wanted. If we stop going, then they're going to cut further to match the lower revenue until we right. just don't have Disney World anymore. Right. 
Well, I was going to add to that. I was going to say, here's what the mentality, unfortunately, is. Here's what we look at, right? So the mentality is like, oh, there's people getting mad with Disney. They may not be going. We should go. <laughs> you yeah, know, know, we should go to get take advantage of the lower crowd. And then it just like, then you get there and you're like, man, where did all these people come from? I thought they were mad. Because <laughs> you were those people. That's why <laughs> you decided you were going to go. Mm. Uh, you know, it's just, it's like any, it's like any time I look at what's supposedly a slow time. And it's like everybody else thinks the same thing, and all of a sudden it's not a slow time anymore. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what happens. Yeah. So. I'm still up in the air about whether or not. Yeah. How, or not whether or not I'll use Genie Plus, because you know I'll have to occasionally. I th- but I think it's yeah. really just pushing me to be more about resorts, to be less about all these rides. I'm kind of like, dreading my first challenge attempt in the genie plus era because that might just be enough for me to quit halfway through the day trying to navigate how to make that work on a challenge day i mean it's not going to be fun Mm -mm. i'm saying uh jason's going to have like several small loans in his name uh for for challenge days it's not even the money (laughs) it's even harder of a logistical planning challenge because you have to at 7 a.m figure out when you want potentially like okay what would you buy on a challenge day what would be the the purchases you would you would let's say you you start a magic kingdom so you're going to rope seven dwarves okay Mm -hmm. so you probably will fork over the money for rise of the resistance and you'll fork over the money for flight of passage are those the two rides you you pay for Mm, and the question is, is it the only two you pay for? Um, well, you can yeah, only possibly. pay for two. You only get two. You only get two the whole time? Is that true? You For the day. You cannot buy more than two in a day. Oh, at least they're limiting. I'm surprised that they would limit you on the amount of money you can spend. You um, can only buy two. And so which two do you buy? Oh, uh, okay. I still, it just blows my mind that they would limit you on the amount of money you can spend. It's more about capacity at that point. Yeah, I think it's more capacity. So which two do you buy for a challenge day? And you have to, like, let's say you say, okay, I need to buy Flight of Passage and I need to buy Rise of the Resistance. Now, you have to figure out when you're going to be in those parks. Yeah, it does pose quite a challenge, Mm -hmm. even more thinking. Right? There's no flexibility. There's no changing it. There's no being late for it. Uh, There is, you've got to time it out. And you, you can say, okay, well, may, maybe I'll wait and buy what I need when I get there. But then they don't have what you need anymore. And then again, this is probably all for not unless they open up park hopping too, right? I mean, that's about the only way the parkology challenge is going to be done. I think it can be done with the uh, after hours events. That version can be done. Yeah. But let's say the traditional means two o'clock is too late to be why? hopping. Why is that two o'clock thing even still there? I, I think I heard... Uh, I guess it was the Disney dish that was talking about that that's when uh, the cast member like shift change happens and that's why they're probably doing it. That was their hypothesis. Hmm. And it was all about staffing. And that makes sense to me now because it's not about anything related to guest experience. It's about what's good for Disney. Mm-hmm. Like the two o'clock park hopping is just really dumb as well. See, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't see how, how does that really help with the staffing though? Because they can staff the first shift only for the people that made a reservation. Yeah, but most days the reservations are still available the day of. 
So yeah, but they could, could say, it could oh, it could get super busy. They can say, "Oh, we had a pretty light reservation day for Animal Kingdom. We're just not going to run both sides of these attractions, and we can staff less people." Well, they haven't done it thus far because the wait times at Animal Kingdom have always been pretty low. Well, yeah, so. but they know that it's going to stay low because nobody can get there until after two. And then after two, it's like three hours before that park closes, or where yeah. it will be. Unless you're doing a challenge, I don't see a whole lot of people park hopping to Animal Kingdom mm-hmm. after two o'clock. Yeah, it's mostly Epcot <laughs> on the Skyliner. There's some things that are good, but I think Animal Kingdom is my least favorite park at night. I was like, I'd almost always want to do Animal Kingdom in the morning. I had a good time on the after hours event, but that was mm-hmm. because it was an after hours event. And right. Flight of Pass and, and uh, Avatar is a beautiful at night. That's the big thing. That's true. You can That's barely true. see it at that, night that, unless that you're is. in the winter time now. And the Tree of Life projections, those are good too. Yeah, that's true. That's what you're saying, Adam. Like, I don't think they stay open till dark anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's a few things, but for the most part, I consider it a morning park. It's super dark in some areas at, <laughs> at Animal Kingdom at nighttime. That's to save money on having to repaint the pathways at Pandora every three weeks. No, is that what it is? Uh, not to go back to our the cruise too much, but I just want to point out one thing that okay. makes me feel so much better about the cruise right now. Okay. As compared to talking about this Genie Plus thing. I got a pretty good deal on this cruise because I did one of those non-refundable fares. Okay. I have paid in full up front. I went ahead and prepaid the, the gratuities. I did the trip insurance. It was actually cheaper with one of these non-refundable fares with the trip insurance than the regular fares. I always recommend the trip insurance when it comes to cruise just because I had a situation where I almost had to make a change. And ever since then, I've always done the trip insurance on a cruise. So I got that. I booked it. I'm locked in. My preference is that I'm probably not going to do any excursions. The only thing we've kind of got our eye on right now is maybe the whiskey tasting. But that's not an excursion. That's on the board. That's on ship. On board. Oh, okay. Uh, I started to say, well, where is that in Nassau? <laughs> no, it's it's like uh, we could that we could book it for like the day the day we depart. Okay. Do a whiskey tasting or something. You you go put the kids in the kids club. Uh, this would be New Year's Eve, by the way, that we would be boarding. So I could go do a whiskey tasting for New Year's Eve. You know, get myself good and toasty to get the evening started. So I might do something like that. But we don't really. All I really want to do in both Nassau and Castaway Key is go sit on the beach and have drinks or something at Castaway Key. The lunch is provided. At Nassau, we don't even have to be on the beach all day. We could come back to the ship and eat. So, like, I paid a lot of money, but there is a world where the only money I spend once I get on board is alcohol, and that's it. Yep, that's true. And you get world-class food included in most cases. So, yeah. Yeah. And if I go to Disney... I used to justify it as like, yeah, all I have to do is pay for the hotel. I was already going to be eating out anyways. I'm going to justify it on the cruise is it's New Year's Eve. I was already going to be drinking alcohol anyways. <laughs> to be quite honest, I don't know if it has been since they've started selling again, but prior to it, as far as cruises go, alcohol for Disney was cheaper than the other cruise lines. Oh, yeah. Last time I went, I did the little deal when I got on board where you got the little soft cooler and you bought like a 12 pack of beer and they like put four of them in your cooler. And then by the time you got back to your room, the other eight were in your fridge. 
and it wasn't that bad of a price and i use that cooler all the time that was the best deal i ever got and if you ran out of beer or whatever you wanted to get a refill on the cooler you want to buy another six pack or 12 pack it also came with a discount to refill the cooler with more beer hmm. like it was it was decent and yeah i and and the other thing is if you're not a beer drinker if you don't drink alcohol the the cruise you don't have to pay extra for some soda package they give you your sodas for free that's true i know at least royal caribbean does sodas for free as well but um i think their alcohol packages are actually more expensive than disney's believe it or not i could be wrong but i wouldn't get the alcohol package on a cruise i mean we talk about Mm-hmm. drinking alcohol in this podcast and we do. we do like to have a good time but we're not over here trying to just get blasted oh, and yeah, i no. feel like if you buy an alcohol package on a cruise and you're like i gotta get my money's worth <laughs> i get my money's worth. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> that's how people treat the treat the food on the cruises already <laughs> yeah you know you're like gotta get my money. I, I don't think you want that kind of mentality yeah with I, that. I know, I know people that do that. I mean, like they might be, I might have gained a hundred pounds by the time the cruise is over it, but they're going to make sure that they got, they got every ounce of food that they could possibly get <laughs> to make it worth. Even if it's I, I, ordering takeout at 2 AM to bring it to the room, room service at 2 AM. I mean, I haven't looked and I'll be interested to see how they're still doing it. Are they, are they, did they have any of us looked, are they doing buffet like normal right now or is it still you hand your plate and a cast member like puts the stuff on your plate for you good question because you know there's to be honest with you i've when i go to the cruise i don't usually do too many of the buffet style dinners i'm usually going to the dinners well i mean when you first get on there you go to lunch at the what's what's the name of the buffet called cabanas cabanas yeah. So like at Cabana's right now, I don't think I thought it was that you can't just go up and get your food. Like somebody walks down and like, what would you like? And they put the food on your plate for you. Well, that would be okay. I would be fine with that. So that people aren't like spitting their germs into the food anymore. Yeah, I know that you were talking about the Disney and ago. I know that Pete raved about the one he just got off of uh, recently because he took one and uh, he was like very he was gushing over over it. So. um how what they what all they did he did he said he was you know he didn't feel any like it was bad because of whatever restrictions or what have you he didn't feel too restricted I, I hate to put it I say the word restriction but I mean the the measures that were put in place mm-hmm. so I mean yeah. I'm I'm gonna feel comfortable with the level that they have and I think it, it's gonna be good I, Adam is considering it so I'm still trying to talk him into going so. into going. Yeah, I think my next cruising is probably going to be sometime next fall and on the wish. That's my that's my wish, and it's probably going to be a shorter one. It's probably just going to be a three night one because they are getting a little on the expensive side, even during the usually less uh, you know less busy times of year. Even so, yeah, it, it's still expensive, but I mean, the price what I you ended get. up getting was like yeah was pretty good i mean it's not gonna be the prices like you see out of royal caribbean or or carnival no but they are notorious for we just want to get you on the ship diming you yeah we just need you get on the ship and then we're gonna upsell the crap out of you so i don't know how long is it gonna take before dcl turns into the bob chapik upsell machine well they didn't they already before COVID had a couple of things that were, you know, extra charge. Like, say, for instance, the Vanellope's, the ice cream place. 
Yep. That was an upcharge one. I went there they last added. time. Yeah. Yep. So, but it was, you know, prior to that, they didn't, most of the stuff that you did food-wise was already included, right? Except for the things there like Paolo and Remy's. There is an up, I didn't, I didn't do Paolo and Remy's. There is an upcharge dining place that I will go back to. It's uh, the coffee bar on the adult side of the yeah. ship. That that just, place knew, had some good coffee, like really I, fancy coffee drinks. Like you can get yeah. free coffee, but like if you want like a fancy coffee drink, they had some good ones. I knew where you were going to go there, and now I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> That's how long it's been since I've been on a Disney cruise ship. Yeah, I can't remember the name oh. of it. It's like it's the it's the cruise version of the Joffrey's though. So right, I got you. Yeah, but yeah, I'm going I mean, on the Dream, which is the same ship I went on last time. So I have mm-hmm. yet to experience the Magic or the Wonder or whatever the others are called. The I've only fantasy. been on two. I've only been on two ships, but I've been on them each twice: um, Fantasy twice and the Dream twice. And those are sister ships, so they're very similar. Well, I'll of course be excited to report back on how it is. Maybe one of these days I'll I'll be uh, filthy rich and I can be like these folks that <laughs> that don't even like get off the ship, you know? They just yeah. stay on. I, have you seen that? There's like those people I've that heard literally, back to backs. Like, yeah, just pull in and just keep going. Yeah, I don't know if they make you change cabins in some of those cases or not. I have never really. I don't. I don't know if it depends on probably Do they how make you, you get off it. the ship. I don't even know. Yeah, I've I've heard of that before. I actually know someone who what they did what they called back to backs, but they did the the three and the the three night and the four night. You know, so they basically did a seven night cruise, but broken up into two, <laughs> going to the same place. Right. That was that was so they could get their sailings up. That's their main thing. They wanted to help get their sailing numbers up. Gotcha. So I mean, yeah. I can see why you would do that because the three night four night is an easy way to guarantee more castaway key stops. There, yeah. There's that, and like I said, that gets you two cruises on your castaway the club member club. The, the level castaway yeah club. yeah the anyways club level sorry to yeah. divert but this was just me sort of pointing out like a comparison of we were talking about yeah. genie and how it's just upcharge city and now i've booked something that i've it's paid not. in full <laughs> and by the time i walk on the ship i don't necessarily have to spend another dime all right, so I think we should wrap this up. We should really consider in the near future going a little more in depth into the cruise industry again, since it's into the Disney cruising because it's uh, you know starting to kick back up again. So we really should uh, consider doing an episode involving that. So, all right, you can uh, reach out to us. You can find us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That is all at TWTM Podcast. We have a Spreadshirt store in which you can buy your exclusive TWTM merchandise. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM podcast. Hopefully we'll have some more YouTube content, but we do have a YouTube channel. And where else can they find us, Adam? On our website, travelingwithamouse.com. You can also email us, podcast at travelingwithamouse.com. And if you want to book a Disney cruise, Disney World, Disneyland vacation, you can reach out to our travel agent friend of the show, Jill Delbeck. That is her email address as well, at gmail.com, Delbeck at gmail.com. So for Jason, Adam, my name is John. This has been Traveling with the Mouse, and we hope you will join us on our next trip. I will only sign the Josh Tomorrow is a Beautiful Man petition. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yes. If there's a petition for that, sign me up.